0: broken crayons broken crayons broken crayons still color this is the broken crayons still color podcast with your host Shelly Hitz each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ many times what we see as our biggest regrets failures and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine he takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons, Still Color.
1: Welcome back to the Broken Crayons, Still Color podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Hitz, and today's guest is Mimika Cooney. Welcome,
2: Mamika. Well, thanks, Shelley, for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yes, and I just want to tell people just a little bit about you before we jump into the to to your story, but Mamika has a heart for encouraging women to uncover their identity in Christ, pursue their purpose, and revolutionize their faith. I love that. Um, She's an author, speaker, photographer, and business and branding specialist who has a passion for sharing stories, building brands, and encouraging others to achieve their purpose through her books, courses, events, and consulting. So she will share her story of one mother's journey from fear to faith in today's podcast. So, as we get started, and as you share your story with our listeners, can you tell us just a little bit what the broken crayons in your life looked like?
2: Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, just like any other mom, I'm sure that's out there. We, you know, we we go along the the journey of motherhood, and we have all these great plans. And I say I'm uh, recovering control freaks. So for me, yeah. I've always wanted <laughs> things exactly the way I wanted them. Um, and then sometimes life throws you a curveball. Sometimes things happen, and I really think that's when God's make really stops things to get our attention because at one right. stage. Yeah, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 16, and I've lived. I'm from South Africa, hence the accent. Yes, um, I've lived in South Africa and England and the USA, and both my husband and I have been entrepreneurs, you know, since we got married. And I've always had a, a passion for like building businesses and brands and doing things and being very much a go-getter. But when things like what happens in our families sort of throw curveballs, we I find at one stage of my life, I particularly which is what has got me focused on my new direction now is um, I have uh, three kids and my middle child is a son who really, uh, we struggled throughout his whole school career with um, attention and focus. Um, and just, you know, when he got to being a teenager, we really struggled with him in depression. And okay. to me, it really rocked my world. It was one of those things that I couldn't control. Now, as someone who likes to organize things and I'm a great planner and strategist, there just wasn't anything that I could do. And I realized this was one, one situation in my life where I truly had to decide what I believed. I had to really rely on um, having letting the Lord take those broken pieces and making something beautiful out of them once I had learned to let go. So that really has been a huge catalyst for me and um, in, in what I'm doing today.
1: Yeah. And I think so many moms can relate because you care so much for your children. You want the best for them. And there's many things you just can't control. Now in this situation, like especially with your son and all of the things that were going on, what would you say was your lowest point?
2: Well, I mean, at one stage, probably it was about three years ago, I had, um, you know, I've had had my business and I had like a schedule and had things going and everything was going great. And I went away on a conference and I remember, um, you know, things had for the last, the previous five years started to sort of unravel slowly with my son. And eventually I was speaking at a conference and I got a phone call from my husband and he said, you know, things are just not right. Something's up. And I could just tell something. Something was was beyond repair, right? So by the time I got home, think he my son had spiraled into a deep depression. We couldn't get him out of bed. He was, you know, um, you know, threatening all sorts of self harm, and really it threw me into a huge tizzy. And it's something that I realized I didn't have the tools to fix. Because usually yeah. I would think, okay, I need this, I can do that, I can figure out this strategy or this thing, and this was something I'd never experienced before, and I felt totally out of control. Wow. And for me, I've always been a very confident and very, um, you know, happy-go-lucky kind of person. But this is something that totally rocked my world. Six weeks after that, because, um, well, for, well, when I got back from the conference, I realized, you know, we needed intervention and started pursuing psychologists and therapists and medication and, and all the kind of things that we try to figure out on our own, right? Right. <laughs> Trying to exhaust my own strength and my own um, abilities. Um, six weeks after that, my mother-in-law passed away. Oh, and no. it was a huge, I mean, talk about physical grief. I've had family members pass away, but this was something that totally rocked my world because she was a woman of faith. Yeah. She was in had ministry that she would minister to other women, you know, with inner healing, and she, you know, had her own, you know, local church in South Africa. And the hardest thing for me was um, she had passed away from cancer, but she had the last two years of her life were so – she had so much pain and suffering. She ended up, um, from all the treatments, ended up being um, in a wheelchair. She lost the use of her legs because of the radiation that uh, destroyed, um, you know, the nerves in her spine. And seeing someone you know and love, Deteriorate like that, and the fact is she was so far away. I never really had a get had a chance to really say goodbye. So even though I knew she was sick, the whole time we were always believing, yeah, the Lord's going to do healing, and everyone's praying healing, and we all believing for a miracle, and the miracle didn't happen. Yeah, talk about rocking my faith. Like seriously, like I always believed, you know, God will always make a way. And I totally questioned everything. I just felt like my whole life was imploding. Everything that I knew, um, I, I lost interest in my business. That fell apart. I just couldn't maintain. Um, the, the the pace that I was at, I just you know, um, yeah. All I could do, I, I physically, I, for like a whole week, I couldn't even speak without crying. And for a good six months, it it really took me. Um, I, I ended up feeling depressed. I was like, "What is going on with me? Like, I just can't control this. I feel everything is just been falling apart. My son is a mess. Um, I don't know how to control the situation. Um, and it really, uh, some people call it the dark night of the soul when you right. really ask the question, because i've been a christian since i was 10 years old and you know God's always walked through me walked with me throughout my life and this was one stage where i really felt alone like okay god where are you um you say you're going to be here but i don't see anything and things just went silent. and to me the silence was the worst you know if you've made a mistake and you know you're going down something the wrong path and you have to self-correct that's okay but when you hear nothing right that was a huge challenge so for me it was a matter of just you know, building up the pieces and really looking at and just studying again and understanding what does faith look like to me, like maybe what I believe wasn't really on a strong foundation and really having to do an introspective look at everything as well as physically, like my body just didn't want to let me, I mean, I'd been through a tremendous amount of stress immigrating country twice in five years, having a baby in between, my youngest was five at the stage. it just was t- too much. Physically, I would pushed myself beyond what I could bear. And um, even though I was like, oh, no, I'll make it work, make it work, when my body eventually said, listen, time yeah. out. You yeah. just physically need to rest. Um, there was absolutely nothing I can do. But the good news is throughout this whole situation, you know, God never left me. I look back at my diary. I, always, uh, I love journaling and always keeping track of what goes on in my life. And realizing that God was always there, but he He was using that, even though it was a, a very ugly situation, he was using it to remold me and reshape me and to really build me up from the ground up. And that's why I say to people that sometimes, you know, our worst experiences become our greatest blessings because it's once we break down our walls of expectation. Um, I mean, for me, I was very much, you know, I'll just do this myself. You know, I don't need right. anybody I can just handle this, realizing that, no, you can't. Right. Um, and also just... Using wisdom and realizing I couldn't keep myself going at that that pace, because you know God made us um, a body, spirit, and soul, and we can't neglect one over the other.
1: Right. And
2: eventually, um, it got to that stage. So I'm happy to say that through this whole situation, you know, coming out to the midnight hour, <laughs> through the midnight hours, definitely given me a new lease on life and really help really helped me focus on really where, where I want to go and and fusing the faith. in in what I do now, like before I was really much in the secular business section in marketing and branding, but now I'm really focused on helping other Christian entrepreneurs and speakers and authors and other people who have something to share with the world, you know, really uncover their own direction and their gifts so we can actually use what God's given us. Um, And so throughout that whole process, I'm actually in the process of writing my um, third book, but it's my first one in the Christian genre, really about this whole situation and a mother's journey of really understanding you know, you can't live in fear and letting fear sort of bully me throughout my years and always making decisions based on that is really not a way to live. So, well, yeah. it all comes together at the end, right?
1: Right. So, you had several different things happening that all kind of came at one point. And um, what would you say was the turning point? with the situation with your son. You know, you're in all of this stress, all of this grief. Where was that that turning point, would you say, with, with your relationship with him, turning from fear to faith?
2: Well, I would say it wasn't a particular moment. I think it was a slow, a slow development over time. And as I sort of, you know, when I, um, things, my, my business, I closed down my business and just decided I just needed to take the pressure off myself. I just really dived into the word and just feeding on the word and listening to podcasts and reading books and reading and studying the word. I mean, and just really. Embracing everything that I could and and relearning what I needed to learn, and and every day is like you know as he says we go from glory to glory. As I learned something and discovered something, you know I could release the things that were helping holding me back. And as of you know, as of today, um, we still haven't had the final breakthrough with my son. That you know, which for me is he's a prodigal, and I really am praying for his salvation. That you know, the Lord will change his life. But through this process, I've learned to rely on the Lord and not my own strength. And I now like I now know where my hope comes from that i don't have to be you know a sort of victim to my circumstances and every time something he has a whoopsie that i have a whoopsie and realizing you know that i have to have a firm foundation based on my faith and have to just really walk it out because you can't really get you can't get around it you just really have to go through it but it really it was you know over probably a good six month solid period of just you know pressing in and you know waiting on the lord and spending a lot of time in prayer and, and studying and starting to, he reformed my identity because I kind of felt yeah. through my whole process, in my life, I had a sort of skewed view of my own spiritual identity. So it's an identity crisis of note um, and had to realize that, you know, I couldn't have my identity based in who I, what I did, like, you know, a title, like whether I was, what kind of job title I had or where I, what kind of station I had in life. And, you know, putting our, our trust in ourselves, we soon find that it's very fickle. There's only so much right. we can maintain. Um, but when we put our, our faith and trust in the Lord, and, and our identity is based on who we are in Christ, and not based on what we do, or you know, thinking that it has to be through works, so or like if I if I'm a, if, if I'm a perfect mom, then the Lord will bless me, or if I'm a great you know a great entrepreneur and look then then I'll be successful. And those are real sort of fleeting sand foundations. They don't last. And it's only once the Lord's been able to rebuild me and my identity and realizing who I am in the Lord, have things really started to turn for me. So I would say it's more of a process than like an overnight thing.
1: Yeah. And I think you made a good point. Sometimes our circumstances don't change, but God changes us in the midst of our circumstances. Yes. And you're still waiting for the answer to that prayer. You're still waiting for the breakthrough, but you're a different person, right?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, where I was two years ago to where I am now, um, it's like I had a complete makeover. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, exactly. And and realizing that I don't have to be, um, you know, beholden to whatever the circumstances of the day or the mood of the day or and, you know, always putting things that I wanted to do on hold because I thought, well, when I get there, then I'll do that. And just really learning to live in the present and just, you know, a big thing is also gratitude is just being grateful for where I'm at, and not always hoping and wondering for something out there. Um, Yeah, and just realizing that there actually is joy in the process, that even though my circumstances from an outsider's perspective don't look very different, um, I've really gained the tools and I've gained the faith and I've gained the fortitude to really just dig my heels in and go, no, I I believe what God says about about the word. I've I've questioned this and I know that either you believe it or you don't. And I know without, you know, if that's what it means to put my faith into action, then it's just finding the hope in every day and just you know taking one step at a time. I think is key.
1: Yeah, and so you've given a lot of really great advice. Was there a certain scripture that really encouraged you during this time in your life?
2: Oh yes, and it almost sounds cliche, but uh, every day, like, especially during the hardest times, and I still do it today. Is you know just keep confessing. It's Philippians 4.13, which is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even those days where I felt like I just didn't want to get out of bed, I felt like tearful and tired and just depressed in all sorts of different ways. I just knew that if having to realize that my strength wasn't from my own efforts, but it was through relying on the Lord and, and letting Christ strengthen me, knowing that, okay, God, you want me to do this today, but you have to fulfill me with your strength. And then it becomes less about me and more about him because then my focus is less on my failings or my achievements and more on what God has really done for me. And then it takes the pressure off. It's actually so much more relaxing.
1: Yes, it, that is, you know, it's amazing when you really just surrender things to God. Surrender is my theme for the year. So <laughs> it's such a freeing thing. But thank you so much for sharing with us. And if um, people would like to learn more about you or your upcoming book, where can they find out more about you?
2: Sure. Yeah, everything is at my home base, which is my website, which is com, and it's spelled M-I-M-I-K-A-C-O-O-N-E-Y.com. And I have a whole bunch of goodies that they can go and get for free. I love to provide some stock photos to help them build their online platforms and Instagram and I also have a, a a free video training that I include called the purpose um the purpose video training set and I know you recently had you on my purpose uh, power summit which was awesome with you sharing my um, sharing your story so they just need to come to mamikakuna.com and they can hear more about you too there
1: <laughs> yeah that would be awesome it was a a great great summit so I definitely recommend checking out all the resources that mamika has and um you know, being on the lookout for her upcoming book. And do you have a title yet for your book?
2: Yes. It's um, Warrior to Warrior, a, woman's, oh, a Mother's Journey from Fear to Faith. And in actual fact, we're working on the the cover cover artwork. And it's all very exciting because it's the first time I'm doing self-publishing. The first two books of mine were not in a different genre, but this is a whole new world for me learning to do this all by myself. But it's been yes. great. I know. Yeah. It's a it's a great journey.
1: Awesome. Well, in closing, I just always want to remind our listeners that this that Mamika's story is just another example of how God can turn our messes into masterpieces. So, thank you all for joining us today. If you or someone you know has a powerful story to share, I would love to have you on the show. You can apply to be featured at shellyhits.com forward slash story. Thank you so much for being here again, Mamika. Well, thanks for having me. All right. And we'll see all of you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelley's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are His canvas. What will you allow Him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are His masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.